Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my God, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my God, I'm flying. I can fly. I can teleport and I can fly. Super senses. What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Lindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre. Click. Hooray. All right. We're going. Hopefully We're doing this. Lines up. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yes, so I, c- I can continue my defense of Ron, who has flaws, but overall is a good person and does grow. And honestly, I think it's funny. I didn't, oh, I didn't think to mention it yesterday because he is like, oh, w- without Dumbledore, you know, he's the swan. I'm yeah. working on this theory that Ron becomes very Dumbledore like by the mm. end. And like the way that Dumbledore looks at the uh, it started with the whole house elves thing because I was rereading um, recently where Dobby and Winky are working at Hogwarts and Dumbledore is like, oh, I'll pay you. You can have vacation like this is fine. But also I'm going to respect these house elves that don't want to be paid. Yeah. And just want like the glory of saying they work for Hogwarts or whatever house elves prioritize um, where it's like Dumbledore gets to this place where he's like. I respect whatever the person wants, like, sure. regardless of what that is. And I think that's where Ron ends up. And then Hermione has the cutthroat side of Dumbledore. So they actually do work as a couple. Yeah, they kind of, like, balance each other. They temper each other in that way. And, and like, I think that it makes sense for Ron's character to be more like the Dumbledore type. Because we set him up in the first movie as, like the the chess champion right like yep. he's this he's this he's the tactician which we don't really get to see much of later but like the person that's seeing the plan as a whole like the big picture here are the moves that have to be made and the sacrifices yep. that have to be made for this to work exactly and then puberty kicks in and he completely forgets <laughs> all about that for a while but eventually he grows out of that and goes back, you know, like that's yeah. still a core part of his personality. That's my theory that I've been working on. You- Another thing that bothers me is I've come to the conclusion after rereading things and reading Curse of Child, I don't think J.K. Rowling likes Ron very much. Bums like, me he, out. He kinda, 
in the way she writes him. She just doesn't respect him, which is a weird thing to say when she created him, but... (laughs) Yeah, I, I I especially felt that in in Cursed Child because like he just he has nothing to do. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. offer anything. No. Yeah, it's really underwhelming. I want more for for Ron. Yeah, and I'm totally down with the whole like oh he stopped being an or because I mean, it makes sense that like Ron would be determined to do this because it's a cool thing and then get the job and be like oh this is not for me. Yeah. So that, like, I was fine with that. Like, the idea of Ron is kind of like stay-at-home dad slash working with his brother. That that feels pretty right. But there's a way to write that character without it being like, look at this. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's really underwhelming. Have you heard this, uh, like, Ron is Dumbledore theory? No. What? There's a theory yeah. out there, a fan theory, which I, and this is why I, I, there's I love There's a theory it. of anything, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fan, there's a fan theory out there that Ron Weasley, post the Battle of Hogwarts, like, some, something in the future sent him back in time. And then the <laughs> reason that Dumbledore, like, seems to be this omniscient character is because he literally does have all the information, and he's just manipulating, he's playing chess with the people at school the way he would with... Like the wizard's chess sets. And he can't help sticking it to Malfoy and taking point and like yeah. making sure Slytherin never wins. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 petty because it's still Ron. Oh my god. I, I don't, mean I it's absurd, like but I love it. I don't believe this, but I love it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. No, I I think my thing is that I read originally. J.K. Rowling had planned to kill Ron off and Hermione was supposed to end up with Fred. Whoa. And the problem is now that I've read that, I keep reading it into all the early interactions like Hermione and Fred are always talking, which you would never know from the movies. But when you read the books, and especially if you've just read that, it's like, oh, yeah, she was setting them up to be like... That's fascinating. Have more interaction and talk more to each other. And it's so sad that like... She just kind of seldom's like, well, I guess this has to happen. It's like, no, you wrote these characters that seem like they would make a good couple. Like, not that I think, oh, they're perfect and they would never fight like that. It's like, no, of course they would. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like Ron gets a lot of disservice. You, you saying later. that about her and Fred? Just the 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 thing that keeps jumping into my head is the moment when Fred and George are going to cross the age line in Goblet of Fire, and she's like, "It won't work." And there's this kind of like playful banter between the two of them. And mm-hmm. I just yeah, I think he turns to her and kind of like smirks. Yeah, like, like oh, I'll yeah. show you. Yeah, like she might be the smartest one in her year, but like he and Fred are known for like getting her, or he and George are known for like getting around the rules. He's smart in a different way. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that, that would be a really cute couple. Actually. I know. Now that I, God, I like. There's a lot I of really this. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, I really like that. I, I know like that, that would be really. I think that would be, <laughs> I like that more. I think, I think. Be really interesting. Aw. <laughs> Damn. Aww. Important thing is that she is a Weasley. <laughs> yes. Right. She's still in there. The, yeah. No. But yeah, I, once I read that, I kept coloring things. And I'm like, no, but Ron. Like, and I think part of this is my own bias also of 
being annoyed at JK Rowling because I, so I'm a writer and one of the protagonists of my story is one of those people who just, she always says the thing that like someone else will think, ah, uh, you know, I'm thinking this thing, but I shouldn't say it cause they'll just upset. Th- and she will just blurt it out. Like she yeah. has no filter on that part. And so part of me is just like, you can create a character like that and it's fine. And it makes sense. And that doesn't make them a bad person. Yes. But you have to, like, you have to care about your characters or that gets really annoying. Mm-hmm. As yeah, evidenced like a, by a lot of people's reactions to Ron. Exactly. There's, like, a thin line there where, like, sometimes there's stuff that Ron says and I'm like, oh, this is so insensitive. But, like, yep. I think it's just if, if you had framed that scene a little bit differently, it wouldn't well, have come off is, that way. Sometimes some people are insensitive. Yeah. And that's what I always try and do with mine. I'm like, yes, she she is insensitive. But that doesn't necessarily make her like, be like a bad we don't person. like her because yeah. she does this. But that doesn't make that doesn't cancel out good things that she does. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so interested in characters like that. Yeah. Uh, just like that I don't like morally ambiguous just like I don't yeah. like everything you do, but like you're not going to like everything about every person. Like that's just how yeah. it I don't know. It's and more natural. And Ron is that person who was sitting on the train, made friends with this kid. Yeah, it turned out to be Harry Potter, and he thought that was cool. But he still was like interested in having this conversation and getting to know someone. And um, someone pointed it out, like on Tumblr, and it gets repinned all the time. Um, that Ron offered Harry half his sandwich. Yeah. Even though, like, that's like all Ron. Ha- you know, Ron was not coming from a place of oh, uh, good guy Ron excess. Weasley. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just, he's just a good guy at heart. Like, he just wants to help people out. And so I think that doesn't get emphasized as much in the books. I think they had Hermione Girl. It drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of them I've learned from your show of lines that were Ron's in the books that yeah. they give to Hermione in the movies. Well, and, and I think that that's very deliberately just like Steve Clove's favorite character is Hermione. Mm-hmm. And so when he's doing, when he's writing the scripts for the movies, a lot of stuff just gets shifted to her because he's more interested in giving her stuff to do and yep. uh and it really just makes ron feel so much more flat in yeah. a lot of this and i love hermione and emma watson but it is really a disservice to ron's character yeah i mean this is like the most character we've gotten out of him and it's him being, him being terrified, terrified. <laughs> yeah Speaking of that, Poor we should guy. probably we should probably do the intro. Oh God, we didn't introduce the minute. I'm sorry. No, this is fine. I mean, you you've listened. We do the like the, the pre-show thing. This will all stay in. Like, don't even worry. Yeah, it's not like it's gonna like disappear. It just means that we'll have the yeah. intro music happen ten minutes into an episode. That's fine. <laughs> we'll live. <laughs> the listeners uh, will live. Right. All right. All right. <laughs> we, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. Welcome back, everybody, to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a t- one spider-filled minute at a time. That that that's right there. Why Ooh. did I wait for that? One spider-filled minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope, and we have our very good friend Tierney back with us again. Welcome back. 
Hi, thanks for letting me come and babble about Harry Potter. Uh, that's what we're here to do. I'm so delighted. I'm sorry. Thank you for having me come to babble about Ron Weasley. Yes. And the bravery in the face of spiders. We need someone to be on Ron's side. So I'm so delighted to have you. Oh, man, because Ron is not on Ron's side right now. No. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 117, which starts with Ron's voice cracking. Uh, and it ends with the, the boys being uh, blinded by headlights. Which uh, I was not expecting when I started to take my notes today. I keep forgetting that we're doing this extended cut and then every once in a while something happens and I'm like, oh yeah! It's like, oh, that thing happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. Um, Ron's, Ron's very worried that they're going to go into the dark forest. He goes to the dark forest. They're going into the dark yeah. forest! Instead of the forbidden forest. Uh-huh. Yeah pick up on that i guess it is there's one point and i was trying to find the second mark and i just can't but i know when i first watched the minute when he sent it to me i made a note of at one point in this when harry's like come on ron we got to do that you know he, at multiple points he's like look this is what we're doing uh-huh. and at one of those points even though his voice is cracking all over the place and he's making that face and of terror and he's fantastic Ron actually like kind of shrugs his folder and is like, all right, I guess we're doing this. And that is the most Gryffindor thing I uh-huh. can imagine. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay. <laughs> just like, all right. Okay. Harry, you know, I'm not going to let you go by yourself. Right Ron's out. a good friend. I- I'll do the thing. Don't want <laughs> to do the thing. I'm very scared of the thing, but I'll do the thing. <laughs> very, and, uh, very it- scared of the thing, but. Yeah. I did have a great moment though. Cause I was going through and pausing a bunch. And if you pause in second five, Ron is like pleading with him and Harry has his eyes closed and his face is just, come on, Ron. Like, Ron, uh-huh. like, no, no, you know, we're going to do this. Let's just you're, let's get it over with. You're not weaseling out of this one. Oh, no. How <laughs> dare you? Okay. I very rarely ever make that bad a joke, but I love I it. Help it. it. It's, I feel like, I feel like, like I feel like a ventriloquist because that was the joke I would have made. It is. It is. It is such a Gary joke. Uh, I really wish they had made that in the movie because that is something that a twelve or thirteen uh, year old would say. You're not weaseling out of this one. Like, oh man, what a missed opportunity! Yeah, I really wanted to see what age Rupert Grint was portraying Ron because I don't care how good an actor you are. His voice is doing things that are completely beyond his control. Yeah, like, yeah. He does, it's so perfect. Incredible. The thing is, like, they probably shot this so many times. And, and Chris Columbus was like, you know what? Like, the best one, the one that conveys the most fear? This one, where your voice actually cracks. It's like, but, 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 but. Like, no, it's bad. Like, no, like, this is this is effective. You're supposed to be 12-year-old. You're a 12-year-old. You sound like a 12-year-old. It's great. It's like, this embarrassing moment will will live forever. Follow yep. the spiders. <laughs> Oh, and then the best line they try they try and distract me with this beautiful shot of Hagrid's hut before its third year expansion yeah <laughs> but they cannot distract me from the fact that while I understand that Ron's worst fear is spiders my worst fear is flying bugs and you know what's a flying bug a butterfly oh it's a bug with good PR yeah yeah that's fair. A butterfly is just a moth that convinced people it's pretty. <laughs> There's some moths that are pretty. That's and true. I am totally 
doing the like mean girl's face with my head because this is so ridiculous because (laughs) people think butterflies are so great and some people even on this podcast think moths are pretty and they're evil because (laughs) they're bugs but also they have wings so that's adding an extra dimension to avoid them i i don't know i'm not as afraid of spiders (laughs) if it came up on this show or on like a weekend edition or something but victoria do you remember when i told you how like we went to the butterfly like park in balboa park and we got attacked by butterflies you can't be attacked by they were like defensive they're territorial and they were like flying at us like get out of my space and it was they can't hurt you i know but like When they get up in what your I face, what I don't understand is that people pay to go in to what's basically my house of horrors. Uh, <laughs> people is, are like, "Ooh, this, I'll go into straight, a butterfly is house." This straight and I'm up like, a, a butterfly phobia. Um, it's not just butterflies. Okay, just like flying um, bugs. Yeah. So here's my thing. I, I and I've come up with this over the years. I don't like anything with more than four legs. But there are levels. Like, an ant is not nearly as annoying. And they have six legs. But I don't like ants. Like, I they're fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to say They're bearable. I, and I dislike spiders more than I dislike ants. More legs. But once you add wings and they can go up, That's now fair. you can't run away from them as easily. Because you don't know what dimension they're going to be coming uh-huh. in. I was from. just going to say, they can attack you in the third dimension. Yep. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's terrifying. And I hate that like butterflies and dragonflies get a pass because someone decided they're pretty. No. It's like it's the same thing as a wasp. It's like I don't understand. <laughs> what? Why are we not just as scared of them? How is it the same as a wasp? A wasp can sting and hurt you, and a butterfly and a dragonfly are harmless. <laughs> They don't. They don't sting or I still bite. Get, I'm still not okay with Anything things flying with up mouth. in my face. I like dragonflies. I lo- I like butterflies. I don't. Uh. I don't like moths. I have a weird relationship with moths. I've never really liked them. Uh, I used to be scared of them as a kid, oh. especially those gigantic mm-hmm. stadium moths yep. that are like as big as your hand. Which are, are which are ridiculous and those are kind of scary. But if you've ever seen like uh, what a moth looks like up close, it's kind of it's like really cute. <laughs> it's like they're a little fuzzy. Yeah, they're fuzzy and they got the, they have like a face. It's really cute. No. Uh, but like wasps <laughs> and yellow jackets and bees. Oh, even bees are kind of cute. You I like bees. Bees, they bees, look bees cute, are but, most bees are pretty harmless. But but I don't want to get stung by a bee. Yeah, but bees aren't like naturally yeah. aggressive like No, that. not like wasps or yellow jackets are, in which like no. they'll yeah. chase you. Those yeah. are mean bugs. Yellow jackets like are evil. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean like the, they're they're pure evil. Yes. Th- those I can agree. I don't want those bugs near me. Like those the flying tarantula hawks and the No Yeah, and, exactly. And all those things. But no, I'm I'm perfectly fine with butterflies and dragonflies. <laughs> and dayflies. A dayfly looks kind of like a a dragonfly, but it's much smaller and they don't come in as many colors. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I know. Smaller what... is better. I will give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Dayflies are also pretty darn cute. Like, I don't know. They're yeah. cute. No, my big thing, and um, the closest I've ever come, because you guys did Ferris Bueller Minute, you'll appreciate this. I had a total uh, Cameron Fry moment because there was a moth that was the size of my hand. It was smaller than my forearm. Um, I worked at a summer camp, and when we were opening up the cabins, we think it was dead. I did not stick around to find out, oh. but I literally couldn't move. 
Whoa. Like once I realized there was a moth there, it's I was like, like no. and it was that big. I was like, I can't move because if I move, something might happen it's and I'll just come- stay here forever and I'll die like this and it'll be fine because the moth won't move as long as I don't move. And finally, someone had to like, st- like literally like stand behind me, pull my arms and like walk me backwards to the door because I was like, I mm-hmm. can't take my eyes off it. It's like a, it's like um, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. If you don't move, yeah. it won't see you. Yeah. It won't see you. I was staying at a friend's house uh a couple months ago now but there was a a moth that had gotten in and it was such a big moth that they were just calling it mothra and it would like (laughs) it would like dip into a room and it would just like you just wouldn't be able to find it and then every once in a while you would hear it like thumping against a window or something because it was so big it's so big you could like hear it and i was just like i'm not i literally don't know no yeah Like, I don't live here anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> leave the key on the doorstep. Like, good luck. I, I, remember, I remember being like, oh, like six or seven years old and my mom like opening our front door and on the screen door on the outside was like a moth, like like a huge, yeah. as big as your hand moth. And I remember like, I wouldn't even like, I wouldn't even look at the door. I was nope. like hiding around yep. like the corner into the kitchen, like peeking like, nope. I love, gone that, yet? I love that this yeah. week on Harry Potter Minute is just horror stories about bugs. Bugs bugs are scary. Bugs are scary. Yeah, there was a cabin that had a Luna moth on the screen door that it just decided, like, I'm just going to hang out here for a few days. And it was like, I'm just not going to go I'm just never going to go through that door. (laughs) Okay, what about grasshoppers? They kind of fly. Nope. Nope. I don't like them. No, me neither. No, I'm I'm good without them. Ricky's caught one before. uh, They're strong as hell. When I was a kid... (laughs) When See, I was like, that's not gonna convince huh? me to when, like that. She's laughing. Like, why are you laughing? No, that's not gonna convince me to like them. They're strong as hell. Never mind. No, yeah, exactly. That's even no. worse. No, he put it. He put it in a in a in a thing, like a little plastic acrylic thing, and I think like it thumped its back legs so hard it like wow. broke the lid, hmm. and it was a bright green. Yeah. Lively grasshopper. He was like, he did not want to be in that nope. box. When hmm. I was a kid, I was like more okay with the idea of like catching bugs and things oh, like of course because you're a kid you're just yeah. A, yeah i was i was just a dirty little boy running around outside catching bugs <laughs> and like, like you i start no. messing with the potato bugs and not nope not my fan not my not not happening anymore no <laughs> potato bugs are pretty harmless though at least sure right no i i really tried to be good actually when I hit my 20s, and it's funny because I worked at a summer camp, so you'd think I'd have kind of gotten over this from living in the woods for many months right? at a time. But <laughs> nope, still terrified of them. So what about- And uh, my big thing was I realized I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have kids and I don't want to pass on the phobia. Because actually for a while, I thought I was really scared of spiders. And I was like, no, I mean, I don't like them, but my grandmother's the one that's afraid of spiders. I'm just interesting. Like, uh, you know, go away. And so I was like, I don't want my kids to know like how scared I am of bugs because that will make, you know, like, cause you want to pass that on. Think they need to be scared of bugs. Yeah. yeah I didn't want to pass it on. There's, um, this is a happy bug story. There's a Disney movie called summer magic. It's a Haley Mills movie and a musical. Okay. Fabulous. And there is a song called the ugly bug ball. And in, and the person starts singing it cause they find a caterpillar and then it cuts to scenes of, but you know how Disney just has all that footage of animals? Yes. 
it's scenes of bugs, but it's cut to look like they're dancing to the song. Aww. And I literally would That's watch cute. that as like immersion therapy. That's amazing. Right? Like I'm going to watch this cute thing. And it's going to make me feel better. Like, and I'm going to feel better okay. about bugs. I No, I'm actually still really scared of it, but I'm like, it's okay. That Katie did is dancing. It's okay. <laughs> I can still watch it. <laughs> what if the bug, okay, what if they're non-flying bugs? Like a praying mantis. Yeah, so I'm not a fan. I'm not as scared of them. Yeah, there, there's tears of fear. Yeah, I, I exactly. I, I think great mantis is like freaky. <laughs> they kind of creep me out. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not like a fan. Them. Yeah, but no, my yeah. my husband's a complete opposite. He freaking loves bugs, and bugs seem to like him. So like, <laughs> and bugs I, seem to like yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him. I've seen him like just sit somewhere, and he'll like have like a dragonfly land on his finger. Wow. Yep. Or like one day we were walking somewhere, and we notice a praying mantis, and he walks up to the praying mantis, and the praying mantis literally starts like crawling towards him and then goes up to his shoe and then goes up his leg until it all, it went all of up my husband's body until it was like on his like his arm huh. and then he walked with wow. it that's hilarious and i'm just like what are you making bug friends Aww. i'm like he's like i, I don't know i like bugs i uh yeah. I, I have a cousin like that we balance each other out nice <laughs> i get yeah you gotta have someone who's gonna counter who's gonna be the bug friend you'll be the bug <laughs> friend i'm well do you want to be the enemy of the bugs no. I'll be the indifferent. No. Like, I Bug Switzerland. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I don't want to kill you. Just, you leave me alone, I'll leave, I'll leave you, you alone. alone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're fine. <laughs> I, I listened fine. to an interview on some, one of the multitude of podcasts I listened to, and this guy was talking about, like, trying to get over his fear of bugs and sort of trying to, like, rationalize the fact that, like, most of the bugs he finds in his house are totally harmless yeah. to him. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and working through that fear by being the catch and release person like making himself like brave that and realize that like this is a harmless thing and i just want to let it go like ladybug i love ladybugs are cute i love ladybug i couldn't imagine someone being afraid of a ladybug i mean not afraid of ladybugs but i'm also not a fan of uh because they they have like a like there's always a sw- when there's a ladybug that like lands on your hand and you're like oh look a ladybug mm-hmm. how I cute. Know, cute but when there's like when you go to a windowsill and suddenly it's covered in ladybugs uh-huh. and then they like, all oh, die there's like and you have to all clean up lady- all the ladybugs uh-huh. yeah ladybug yeah. swarm yeah I think anything in a swarm form <laughs> swarm is, form swarm form <laughs> is, is not is good. not good like there's a video on youtube in which like this person goes up to this tree and this tree looks like there's nothing wrong with it it just looks like a rough barked tree and then like he starts to poke it and then like you see, see stuff like falling off Eep. and what it is Aww. is like it's literally thousands of <sighs> Daddy long legs no. that are just all over each other. That when he like he like like it's like a blanket. Like he no. puts a stick and he they just fall oh, cascading off of this tree. Oh god, that's horrifying. That would be the worst forest for Ron in the world. Yeah, I mean, that I, oh, I, I much god. rather run into a, a giant daddy long legs than a giant agrimantula. Yep, we'll get well, there. That's true. Well, I don't know. A giant yeah. daddy long legs would just be very spindly. Mm-hmm. It would. This is a sparse forest. Now that I'm looking at the trees, I feel it looked a lot. <sighs> I think none of them look like covered in daddy long No, no, no. Legs, I think yeah. it's the same. I think this is the same thing. Like when they first get into the forest, 
it's really it is a really sparse like the trees are really separated and then the, the the deeper they go the more like dark and gloomy and the more congested it feels um in, in the last together. movie and in this one yeah uh-huh. okay that makes and it's got the really spooky music so like yep. you know um oh, i have a really filter. gross observation oh um there's no way that dog isn't eating these spiders if they were <gasps> right right dogs eat bugs I was look saying my cats thing. eat bugs. Dogs definitely eat bugs. And look, yeah, yeah. When you said that about your cat, I'm like, yep, oh, yeah, I had that note for next minute. Oh, Fang's just Fang's munching like, on spiders every once in a while. That's protein. Totally. That is protein. Right? He's got his or head down. He's walking yeah. along the spiders at the, at the like, 40-second mark, and it's just like, oh. He's not mm-hmm. sniffing them out. He's eating them. He's eating them. That's no. why Aragog gets so mad. It's like, your dog <laughs> ate so many of my babies. <laughs> Because animals are awesome but gross. Awesome but gross. <laughs> yeah, my note just yeah. says trees, fog, spiders. Blue filter. Blue yeah. filter. We have the blue filter again. Blue filter always. Oh, yeah. Blue filter. Uh, um, yeah, and Ron is being super brave because they are walking amongst Yeah. Them. Like you were saying how Fang is when They are too. Yeah, they're when like they walking along like feet. they're just part of the like flood of spiders now. We're, we're, Parade we're, of spiders. <laughs> we're in line. Yeah, <laughs> single file. They're in line. Yeah. The spiders oh, go marching man. two by two. Hurrah. 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 <laughs> and, then, and then we get another great Ron reaction. I think this might be the last, definitely the last one of this minute. We go, big? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, there's something moving over there. It sounds like something big. And Ron's like, big? Big. <laughs> and uh, we get a little bit of light on them. And, and we see... The Fort Anglia for the first time Yay! since uh, the Whomping Willow. Hey. I'm so glad you guys had me on this week. I didn't I even. have Fang and just, Ron uh, and the car. It's so good. I'm so excited that we it's end up with more week. car stuff. <laughs> what does he call it? Our car? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's tomorrow. No, okay. That's tomorrow. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I just love the, the minute I read the book. Yeah. Because I would have read Chamber of Secrets before seeing the movie. And when it describes the car just like throwing them out after surviving the Whomping Willow and driving away in a huff, yep. it made it, it just brought me so much joy. It's like, oh, this car has so much personality. Yes, I would expect nothing less from a wizarding car. Well, um, <laughs> we definitely discussed it a little bit, and I guess because we see the car here, I'd like to like dip back into this a little bit. Is like. The car didn't really seem to have its own distinct personality until they got to Hogwarts. And, like, yeah. do you think it's a result of the magic of Hogwarts that this thing, like, has awoken in a way? I could see that. Because it doesn't have its own thing going on when they use it to rescue Harry. Or when they drive everyone. Or to even s- when they're driving to the yeah. school. Yeah. So I, I could go with that. Because, I mean, there are all those magical protections, so we know there is kind of, like, a line that you cross. Exactly. And, and it, it is, you're it's in almost Hogwarts. very, like, distinct. Like, they're over the lake, they're, like, crossing into the barrier of Hogwarts, and then all of a sudden the car just does its own thing. Okay. And uh, it starts, like, fighting them, and that's why they end up crashing. And now it's just like, I want nothing to do with you children. <laughs> and and I think that's fair. I think that it, it you know, oh, yeah. like... It's done. And I think he's having a much more fun 
Like, I mean, we'll, How, we'll talk more um, about it next minute. Being a, yeah. wild, being a wild car. Oh, we'll talk about yeah. that tomorrow. But, like, I, I just... How... It's been... God, okay. Do we even know? Like, it's like spring, right? Like, Christmas has come and gone. Yeah. So it's been, like, six months. How is this car still running? I mean, is it just, it's just magic. magic. It's just magic now, right? Yeah, like, it magic. doesn't... Yeah, I, it doesn't need gas anymore. No yeah, gas, um, no oil, no maintenance. I, just... would, I would assume when Arthur, like, enchanted it or whatever, did his modifications, that that's basically essentially, like, what is the changes is that it doesn't need... It's no longer the combustion stuff. engine. Yeah. It's just yeah. magic. Now, it was a muggle car, obviously, before he got a hold of it. If, if, a, if a... I mean, if this was the the world of cars and cars could talk uh-huh. would it have memories of like when it was owned by muggles i don't know it's a very old car yeah mm. like arthur bought it from to. a muggle right? or something like, probably like it's probably so confused like why can i fly now like I don't, i'm so confused that's weird i'm not supposed to fly well and spoiler for the future Ooh. although maybe not because i don't know i don't think we ever see it fly again no nope nope so I kind of like that idea that it, it has its little awakening and it's like, why can I fly? I'm not a flying car. I'm just a car. Doesn't I do my car thing? shouldn't yeah. do that. Like, I'm confused. Like, what is... Wait, how am I thinking and, and, right now? <laughs> yeah, well, and think about the fact that it it gained sentience, it was flying, and then it immediately crashed into the Whomping Willow. Yeah. So it would have bad associations <gasps> with flying. Oh my God. It's like... So it never think, wants to no, fly no, again. no. The, the, the car gaining sentience when it enters into the bubble of Hogwarts is like Wiley e. Coyote running off a cliff. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, no. And then it falls. Like, I'm not like supposed it, to be like up here. Like, it doesn't fall until the realization. That it's not supposed to fly. It's, it's, it's a, it doesn't have anything underneath yeah. it. Yeah. And then it just crashes into the tree. It's like, yeah. it's like oh, you're like already halfway across, like you're already like some distance away, and it's just, and like, just and like then the realization, like oh, and then just, then it's just a fall. Car, wait, but I'm a car. Cars don't fly. Yeah, oh, no. Uh... Eep, eep, eep. It's like fall, like the bobby pins that spin afterwards, yep. that kind of thing. Yep, exactly. It's just so, it's so, it's so fast and so sudden. Just, whoosh. I love it. It leaves its windshield wipers. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I like, I like that this, this is like the one object that we've had a question about that's like very definitive. Like, I don't even have to ask anymore. Like, this is sentient. Like, the car is sentient yeah. now. Yeah, it's moving around How it on got its own. that way, when it got that way, can be debated, but. Yeah. It is sentient. It is definitely it's sentient doing its now. Own yeah, that's, uh, it's so cool to me. Arthur did something amazing. It's like, dude, can you do that to other things? He like, created an intelligence. Well, with some help with from some Hogwarts. Help. With some help, yeah, yeah. According to our theory. Yeah, my... That's what... Yeah. yeah. A lot of my defense of Ron just comes from me being a total Weasley supporter. I love the Weasleys. They're the best Molly family. and Arthur Weasleys, are like yeah, my favorite people great. in Harry Potter. Yeah, they, they are the best people in Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Agreed. <laughs> so... I get annoyed uh, when people mess with the continuity and fanfic and stuff. They're like, oh, they were in the Order of the Phoenix the first time. I'm like, no, they weren't. You can still include them in Marauder stories, but they're not hanging out with Lily and James. Thanks, K-Bye. Well, they would have been out of school. (laughs) He fades away. Thanks, (laughs) K-Bye. 
Molly and yeah, they're older. Yeah, Molly and Arthur are at least a decade older than Harry's parents. Yeah, if and they anything, already like, had kids. They were just at different places in life. <laughs> I th- I think I think even Bill would have been at school like a couple of years after the graduation of James and Lily. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'd have to do the math, but I mean, yeah, it's definitely closer yeah. to Bill. In than to I don't them. know how like canon any of the like timeline stuff that's happening in the new game that they put out is, but Bill Weasley mm. is a third year when you start in the game, and mm. it takes place like the year after the death of the Potters. So it takes place in this like window between when the Potters died and when Harry gets to school. So like it slots really nicely in there, yeah. and uh, and Bill Weasley and Nymphadora Tonks are both people that you're supposed to meet at Hogwarts at some point. And I know Nymphadora is there. Like it feels way younger. Than- yeah, I think that she. <laughs> but, graduates, but the math makes sense. I think she graduates like right before Harry gets there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's really close. Yeah, to she's Harry. the closest I think to him in age as far as like other order members go. Yeah. Yeah. That that. She's got to be. Yeah. There isn't anyone else. Yeah, there's like a bit. I mean, God, there's like 13 years between her and and Lupin, which is wild. I know. We'll get there in like years. Sorry. I'm I'm rereading Order of the Phoenix right now. I have a lot of feelings. I understand. (laughs) Well, I got really upset because I was rereading Order of the Phoenix and I was doing like a chapter a night and then I decided to have a baby. And so I'm now stuck. Um, I haven't started the chapter on owls, and I don't know what I'm going Aww. to. <laughs> and I'm worried that my husband's going to lose, like, the emotional thread and not have it hit him as hard at the end of the book. And I'm like, no, this is important stuff. Are you guys stuff. reading together? That's cute. Um, so I read it out loud. That's a, I love <laughs> that so much. I love that so he much. He hadn't read any of the... He, he knew, like, what Harry Potter was from cultural osmosis yeah. when we yeah. met. And so he watched all the movies, and then we went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and I made him get sorted yes. and become part of my world. I love I know this. these things. And then I was like, okay, we're going to start rereading the book. And so I would just read like a chapter a day. That's awesome. I love that. I really love that. I, it's really hard to not try and do the voices from the movie. I'll just do it. <laughs> it's the same just line. Own it. Right? Like, just, just, just do the Snape impression. Do, do all the impressions. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll finally have uh, we'll finally have Ricky as a as a guest on our show when Sirius dies. Oh, just to, just for me to be a brat. It's Sirius. Sirius Black is is Ricky's favorite character. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I think that's is he going to be on the show next season? When he shows up, I could ask him. Uh, we could do that because yeah. um yeah, because he starts next year. What so. is it? Um, in, is it in the is it in the fifth one that he dies yeah. or he falls through the yeah. door or whatever? Yeah, the veil. Um, yeah. His 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 mom was halfway through the fifth book <gasps> when she passed away. That's heartbreaking. Uh, oh. and that book is is very emotional is just really sure. emotional oh, yeah. for ricky anyway because it was the last one his mom was able to read and didn't even finish it yeah and uh the way he got into it was because of his mom his mom was born in wales and, and being english 
and loving anything English uh-huh. related, she just oh. went right into Harry Potter as soon as like, oh, there's a story about a little English boy who's who's gonna be magic. a wizard. It's just yeah. like, what? I want to read that. And so yeah. his little old lady mom, um, that's cute. Uh, read the book, and Ricky had never read any of them until like, like read until them after her. It, yeah. yeah. So, like, he hadn't even started the fifth one because she was in the middle of the fifth one. That's right. So making the decision of, like, I have my mom's copy of this book and mm-hmm. I'm going Gonna to read it. read it. Yeah. And and then, like, it was very emotional when he finally, like, passed the portion because he kept the bookmark yeah, and everything. That like, makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. going past where she was now. It was very emotional. So I think, like, I believe oh, it. that wow. would be something I would bring him on That's really for. touching. Yeah. We should absolutely have yeah. him on the show love Sirius Black so much. That's going to be a crying episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks a lot like Sirius Black. I think Ricky does. Aww. Especially when he was younger. Because uh, the goat, the facial yeah, hair. Yeah, the facial and the, hair and the, and the dark, dark hair. And just like the tall and the, the sunken eyes uh-huh. and everything. Because again, like there's the, a lot of English features there. And Ricky had the that, the prisoner shirt. I would put, I would put Ricky <laughs> as more of a Remus Lupin type, but really well because i mean i think because you just the sunken eyes idea like it makes me think of more like the sallow sort of like remus is like well his cheeks aren't sallow that's true but his eyes are sunken in because that's a lots of very english features the deep set eyes Mm. uh so i don't know but he he had the prisoner he had the prisoner shirt that looked like he was an inmate (laughs) it's good that he wore all the time it's good it's really good oh yeah (laughs) so i'm like we knew we should bring him in for the next one it's like hey yeah we're going to talk about Sirius Black. Let's talk about yep. Sirius Black. And then, and, then, and then you won't be in the fourth one. And then we'll bring you back for the fifth one so you can <laughs> talk about Sirius Black. Talk about Sirius Black. He only dies. It's like, oh, thanks, guys. Aww. Aww. I think that's everything so I had for have today. have a plan to emotionally destroy him. Yes. Aww. That's mean. We're the worst. Right. <laughs> I'm even, I'm, at that point, I'm the worst because I'm his wife. Yep. And like, I'm oh, let's bring him, him on to this. make him feel stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it'll be fun. Make you talk about your mom. Aww. Cool. That's what podcasting is. Have feelings, share them with strangers over the internet. Yes. <laughs> right. That's what we do here. <laughs> okay. How do you guys feel? Good. I'm good. Awesome. Uh, Tierney, why don't you let everyone know where they can they can go look up your stuff? Sure. Um, you can look me up on returntoozminute.com and growlermedia.com for the never-ending minute. Yeah. Those are the two podcasts I did. They're full seasons. They're wrapped, so you can enjoy the whole thing. Uh, sorry if you want to like enter any of our contests. They're done, but all the information's still there. Yeah. And I am going to be one of the co-hosts for Mash Minute, which I'm trying to think if it has anything in common with harry potter <laughs> uh, show or movie the movie then are you gonna do the, uh, show? the movie yep so no, we're hoping minute. to do the movie do minute by minute by and then do the show episode by that's episode. good yeah 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 that makes sense and then i want to go back and do or by the time we get to it i want to do the series finale i want to find out where the original commercial breaks were oh and do those chunks that's because smart. I've never watched it with commercials. Yeah. I've only ever seen it, you know, like on DVD. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's smart. And now when that's they finale, do, though. when they show it on TV, it's a special event. So yeah. they usually don't, like, I've never seen it with commercial breaks. I would be really curious to see, like, where, like where they divided they it up. Those. Interesting. Exactly. Huh. So, so I have to podcast forever so that I can reach that point. There you point. go. That's good, though. It's, a, it's 
Uh, the movie's, I think, 116 minutes, and then there's 11 seasons of the show. Wow. That's a lot of podcasts. So, yeah. That's cool, though. I love but, MASH. I used to watch that show all I, the time. I, that'd be one that, like, I've watched, a, like, a bunch of, like, just random episodes, but I think that, like, mm-hmm. I would watch that along with the show. Right? Because it's the perfect show. No matter what mood you're in, there is a MASH episode. There's, like, so many, there's great characters in that whole show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the first time I ever saw an episode of MASH was when I was in England, actually. So, nice. Um, yeah. It, it's really weird that, like, that became my thing. <laughs> I came back from vacation, and I was like, Dad, Dad, there's this show called MASH. And he's like, yeah, I know about MASH. Why do you know about it? <laughs> it's that, it's that That's thing. what I'm going to be obsessed with now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's how it happens sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. And that is forthcoming. But, I mean, we're literally now, like... Oh, do you think we'll be able to start before 2019? Oh, so <laughs> everybody keep yeah. an ear out for it's, that. Yeah, it it is forthcoming. I grabbed the Twitter handle. I mean, like there you go. That's kind of what you have to do at this point. Yeah, you got to be prepared. So, gotta let everyone yeah, know you're doing so, it, so no one else takes your movie. Well, even if people yeah, do know, exactly. Yeah, it happens. That's the thing. I I I do like now that sometimes there are multiple versions of a movie. It's like okay. So I got to do it different. Yeah. What? How will I do that? You know, like it's it's almost like an added level of challenge. And because there are so many podcasts out there for the show. Mesh. I believe it. I haven't looked for movie ones, but I know there are multiple for the TV show. So it's kind of like, all right, well, how do we? How the, How do you put your spin on it? How do you make it your it? voice? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Be good. Yeah. Awesome. That's so, exciting. It'll be fun. I'll check that out when that comes. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo. Um, but yeah. yeah, so that's, that's what I've been doing lately or will be doing soon. <laughs> Everybody go check that. Well, keep an ear out for that, I suppose. And, uh, yeah. come back tomorrow for minute 118 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. <laughs> I should have given more heads up, but yeah, there it is. The I figured it out.